I'm going to tell you a story about my little brother. He almost died once. <laughs> Promise this all comes together in the end. <laughs> my little brother calls me one day and he says he's had a fever of 102 to 103 for close to a week and it hadn't gotten any better. And even after a Z-Pack prescribed by a doctor, that is, to say the least, a doctor that is a non-alarmist. Welcome to Tequila Talks with your host, me, Sam Davis, where we cover every topic from health and wellness, entrepreneurship, modern culture, and honestly, life. It's going to be unfiltered, possibly influenced by tequila a time or two, because I like my talks like I like my tequila, straight up. Welcome back to Tequila Talks. I am so excited you're here because by a landslide, these nerdy health talks have really excited y'all. So we're doing another one. In this episode, we're going to dive into how your gut health may be the reason why you're stuck in your fat loss journey. After working with a lot of health clients and helping them create the perfect program for them and their specific body, we often find that the missing link between good results and incredible results is gut health and or hormone health. They're usually oftentimes correlated. And with so many chemicals in everything these days, the food we eat, our shampoo, cleaning products, candle scents, perfumes, etc., our cancer rates have gone through the roof. And a lot of the times, those chemicals are what we call endocrine disruptors. For instance, if you have Clorox wipes in your house right now, please do me a huge favor and throw them away. There are a lot of chemicals in Clorox wipes that are carcinogens. Or your only other option is using them with gloves on. It can permeate your skin and block your body's pathways to function properly. There's so much out there. I can't go over it in one podcast episode. But look out for chemicals like dioxin, dioxin-like compounds, polychlorinated biphenols, DDT, and other pesticides. This is why buying organic is huge. And BPA. Fun fact, studies have found that individual thermal receipts can contain BPA that is 250 to 1,000 times greater than that in an amount of canned food. That is crazy. When you touch receipts, you're getting BPA into your system. It goes through your skin, which is semi-permeable. Here's another reason to shop at Target, like we fucking needed one, but they just switched to BPA-free receipt paper. So the next time your hubby rolls his eyes at a Target run, you can add another positive to that list. Just saying. Okay, so let's talk about how this shit can disrupt your gut biome. Just so you can start to conceptualize how and why your gut is so important, the microbiome that exists in you is made up of trillions of microorganisms that line your intestinal tract, thousands of different species of bacteria, fungi, and microbes. They are mostly bacteria and are very, very critical to almost all of your functions in your body, which is crazy. I know. These bacteria and microbes in your gut help you digest food, keep your hormones in check, keep your brain healthy, your heart healthy, Basically, without it, we'd have a very hard time surviving. The microbiome is essentially an organ in itself, and you should start to think of it as such and then treat it as such. I'm going to tell you a story about my little brother. He almost died once. <laughs> Promise this all comes together in the end. <laughs> my little brother calls me one day, and he says he's had a fever of 102 to 103 for close to a week, and it hadn't gotten any better. 
And even after a Z-Pack prescribed by a doctor, that is to say the least, a doctor that is a non-alarmist, it hadn't got any better. This is why you have to listen to your gut. No pun intended, because everyone was saying he was fine. It'll, it'll get better. He'll be okay. But he knew he wasn't. So after a little bit of a nursing background, 102, 103 for a full-size adult for longer than five days is insane. We're going to fry his freaking brain. So I raced to pick him up and I took him to the ER and he ended up getting admitted. At first they thought it was tuberculosis. So they put us in a pressurized room and then the ER doc came in. He had a little too big of an ego for me and said it was most likely pneumonia or tuberculosis and he'd be totally fine. Gone the next day. Well, Mr. Hotshot was extremely wrong. They ran test after test and all came back negative. He ended up being in the hospital for like seven days and they had to have an infectious disease doctor come in and work on his case. I think there's like one of four in Arizona. He had a lung biopsy, crazy shit, right? The doctor said he would have died if he would have waited a day longer. So it definitely wasn't tuberculosis. He had an amoeba in his lung. They think he coughed, maybe in his sleep, he wasn't feeling well the week before, and then inhaled this amoeba from his intestinal tract. The amoeba could exist without oxygen and in his intestinal tract and not be harmful, but this specific type of amoeba, as it settled into one of his lungs, thrived on oxygen. They replicated every 25 minutes or so which was why it was so hard to get under control. And the compounds that was secreted from the replication process essentially eats the lung tissue. Okay, great. So we got that figured out. My brother was on a straight line drip of antibiotics for eight weeks and will forever have scar tissue in his lung. It's like one third of his right lung in the top lobe. The point of me telling you this is antibiotics are total disruptors of your gut microbiome. Have you ever been prescribed an antibiotic before? And then on the bottle, it says this may cause diarrhea. And then you take it. And then an hour later, you're sitting on the toilet in pain. That's because these antibiotics are strong enough to wipe your biome out or disrupt the homeostasis of it and destroy the good gut bacteria your body needs to function and shit properly. So the antibiotics that you get from your doctor not only kill the, the bad gut bacteria, but it also kills a lot of the good bacteria that your body needs to function. My brother to this day, three years later, has sensitivities he's never had before. He's eaten chicken and eggs his whole life, loves chicken and eggs. He cannot eat them anymore. And his gut is still coming back together. He's still sensitive to some things. It's taken years to get a healthy gut back up and running. And the doctor told us that was what's going to happen. Because after you go through eight weeks of a straight line antibiotic, your gut will never be the same. Treat your gut like it's your lifeline because it is. Scientists believed that these good gut bacteria were just mooching off of us, taking food and nutrients for themselves, and that's just what they did. But over the past decade, and even more so in the last five years, scientists have had major, major breakthroughs. So without totally nerding out about the chemistry that happens in your gut, we're simply going to focus on weight loss and how having an unhealthy gut is restricting your fat loss journey. Our gut is supposed to break down the food we consume into small pieces and the smallest pieces get absorbed into our blood. The rest is disposed of as waste. So not all calories we eat in the form of food gets into our body and increases our weight. The study that I pulled from Harvard Health is super interesting. Scientists took bacteria from guts of human identical twins, one of whom was obese and one of whom was lean. So remember, identical twins, they have the same genetic makeup. And then they transferred those bacteria into the guts of lean germ-free mice. Bacteria from the obese twin made the mice become fat and bacteria from the lean twin 
did not. This is what this means. Compounds of your microbiome, the types of bacteria you have in your gut could potentially affect how your body digests food. Then the gut microbiome is a major player in modulating whether a weight loss intervention will be successful or not. The factors that dictate obesity versus non-obesity are not the same factors that dictate whether you will lose weight on a lifestyle intervention. In nerdy terms, overweight humans tend to have dysbiosis, which is essentially shitty gut health and nasty microbes in their microbiome. That actually wasn't that nerdy at all, sounded more like bro science. Anywho's, so the crazy part is we can actually alter our microbiome to help us lose weight, allegedly. So what I do with my health coaching gals is I immediately send them a gut test and it tells us so much. It tells us overall health of their gut, their biological age. We want to know if our body is aging faster than it should. This is a sign of inflammation. It tells us brain and cognitive health, cellular energy, if you're feeling really sluggish all the time, fatigued, that has to do with your gut. And we will also be able to see your immune health, how healthy your immune system is, how strong it is. From there, we strategically create a nutrition program around creating a healthier gut. And sometimes those shifts aren't that big. Same thing with our workouts. If their body is filled with inflammation, we have to bring that down before the workouts are the most effective. And we do that through nutrition and not pushing them super, super hard in the gym. When you break down muscle, it causes a lot of inflammation, not only locally, but as our body is processing out lactic acid and things like that, that from the process of obviously breaking down the muscle and then building it back up, it creates a lot of inflammation. So that also has to be managed, especially if your immune system is low and your inflammation is high. And this all starts in your gut. So if you're struggling with your fat loss at the moment and you feel like you've tried everything, you've actually committed to it and you've tried a bunch of things for longer than 12 weeks each time so we know if it works or not, or maybe your body is changing. You know, every 10 years as females, our bodies goes through this hormonal shift, or maybe you just had a baby. What a hormonal shift. Your body takes about three months to get back on track after that, and it might change forever. I actually work with a lot of moms who, after they got pregnant, they have celiacs or Crohn's disease. We want to make sure to balance out your hormones, reduce the inflammation in your gut. So if you're struggling with your fat loss at the moment, I want you to focus on these three habits and put them into your routine so that you can help your gut become healthy and just see if it works. Obviously, you must be eating healthy. You must be active. All those things play a role. Overall healthy lifestyle. But just remember like my little bro, it takes time to regrow an entire microbiome from scratch. It takes your body about two years because it has to be exposed to all these microorganisms so they can stay in you. So as you work on this, give yourself a solid three to six months of consistency to grow and nurture the right bacteria for your gut. And dude, once you stick to this, you'll know. <laughs> You're going to be less bloated, having super happy skin, your energy will be through the roof, you'll be happier, you'll increase strength faster, you'll lose fat. Once I figured out this hack, everything changed. Same thing for my clients. I treat my gut like it's my heart or my liver. I give it what it needs to function and thrive at optimal levels, so then I can too function at peak ability. Okay, so supplement with prebiotics and probiotics. Prebiotics are the food that fuels the microorganisms in your gut. We all need food to live, so do they. If you take this in a capsule form, you may feel bloated for a week or two because it's fiber. They eat fiber. And if you're not getting enough fiber, if you're not getting around 30 grams a day, this may cause some bloating at first. The byproduct of your microbes eating the fiber is usually gas, but this goes away 
after about a week or two. So just hang in there. It's like your belly inverts after two weeks. All of a sudden, you're lean bean. You'll be fine. So just stick with it. I will link my favorite prebiotic from First Form here in the show notes just so you have access to one that you know is going to work for you. They also have a probiotic, which I highly recommend. You also, if your gut is a sensey girly, invest in some digestive enzymes. This was actually probably the biggest game changer for me when it came to eating a lot of fruits and vegetables. I also needed those digestive enzymes at the beginning of my gut health journey because I was super bloated from all the fiber. The digestive enzymes, they're non-living proteins that play a key role in helping break down food so that your body can absorb the nutrients. These will actually help with the bloating. If you don't want to take any of this, you can find prebiotics in polyphenol-rich foods like blueberries, strawberries, apples, and then probios are all fermented foods, yogurt, kimchi, all the tangy stuff. Limit processed foods. Processed foods full of nasty fats, sugar, and salt cause a ton of inflammation in your gut and then turn your entire body. Dysbiosis is associated with inflammation and increased blood sugar levels because there is a greater extraction of energy from food meaning we're pulling shit into our bloodstream that we don't need, aka sugar and salt and fat. Focus on one giant salad full of seeds and grains a day and watch your waistline shrink. I'm not kidding. Replace your lunch with a huge salad. Put all the things in it, all the veggies. Make it yummy. Make it like a bowl, like more like a protein bowl, if you must, with a salad base. Think of it that way if you hate salad. That's how I have to do it. Then have a vinaigrette dressing. And I'm serious, this will change. Give your body two weeks and this will change everything. If you can just stick to it for 14 days, you'll be fine. You'll be good. Stay away from antibiotics in your food. Dysbiosis is also caused by antibiotics. This type of medication is linked to weight gain because they disrupt the microbial communities in your gut. So they're either preventing and slowing bacterial growth or killing them altogether just like my little bro bro. Industrial agriculture has known for decades that low doses of antibiotics can encourage animals for meat consumption to gain weight faster. That's why they give antibiotics to all of these meat producing animals. They gain weight, a ton of weight very quickly. Stay away from antibiotics in food and in medications if you can. If you're going to die of a flush eating amoeba, you have no choice. So obviously be smart about your choice to decline antibiotics. But as far as your produce goes and your meat goes, focus on organic foods and look for labels on meat and animal products that say antibiotic free. Like I said before, we do extensive testing on clients and powerfully fit. And if you feel you are a more advanced case when it comes to fat loss, you feel like you've plateaued and you believe it to be gut related or hormone related, we solve those problems and have extensive education and certifications to program accordingly, which is why our women get such great results. So if this is something that you struggle with, reach out, DM me. I'll leave the application link in the bio. Also follow me on Instagram and TikTok. I give out a ton of information there and we're going to start focusing on gut health because people are just going crazy about it. We posted it the other day and people are going nutsos. So we're going to post more there and just know there is always a solution. You just can't give up on yourself. It's not genetics. Maybe it's your gut. Maybe it's your hormones. We don't know. You don't know. So let's solve the problem. All right. That's all I got for you today. I appreciate you joining me today on this episode of Tequila Talks. I'll talk to you next week. 